Hey, it's Ted. Sorry about missing last Tuesday. I had to move down from Buffalo to Savannah for my third year at school. Uh, you can probably hear the change, especially from the traffic outside throughout the episode. The schedule is about to get pretty hectic, especially with the Hurricane Florence on the way one state above us, but I have a lot more planned for the show. It's about to get pretty crazy. A bunch more talks with artists and even possibly a five-part episode coming out soon. Stay tuned. This is Art Therapy. Just a few humble discussions on art and the creative process. Its challenges, its rewards, and how it emerges in everybody. Whether you're whizzing around at two in the morning with ideas or racking your brains on a boring afternoon for just one stroke of inspiration. Here, we talk about it all. So, what do you want to eat? Where should we go? Next time you hear that, uh, try to pay close attention. Whether it's your family, friend group, significant other, listen and take mental notes because the most fascinating things can happen in what follows those questions. Undoubtedly, the silence will freeze up the conversation and everybody's going to look at each other thinking. Likely, we're looking for the face that has the strongest opinion on somewhere. Someone mentions we could go to blank or blank, we could try blank. Usually the place they secretly want to go to is the second one, but of course they don't want to be direct. Most of the group, if it is a group, won't contribute since all those options seem pretty good. Although at this point the choice is likely locked in their head, but they don't want to seem too eager about it. The best is when one of the decisive members say where they don't want to go, because they're not in the mood or had a bad experience last time. These, <laughs> these situations are great for gauging personalities. I think a little bit of everybody spills out in these conversations of like who's more decisive and outgoing, who's picky about what, who holds a secret, bitter resentment, all those little gems. But anyway, you just witnessed a brainstorming session. They're absolutely essential to the creative process and they're incredibly difficult to do well. We've all been in one before. They probably weren't even considered to be a creative process, just some of them were just discussions, as small as what's for lunch or as important as a city council meeting or a company's marketing strategy. It ranges to a lot of different subjects. I mean, like all a brainstorming session is, is just a spontaneous group discussion with the goal of forming ideas or solving a problem paraphrased from dictionary.com. In terms of art, it's a group attempt to reach a shared creative vision through communication. Easier said than done. It's just about impossible to do entirely since every human being thinks differently and was grown up a different way, has a unique style, hopefully. Because of this, everybody has a different idea of what the finished project looks like. It's usually the goal of a brainstorm to unify that vision and improve upon it. And the main artistic applications to this think-dank technique are, say, like a, a writing room for television, or a mural design, or really any pre-production process that requires planning, like a film set. In fact, most of film is a collaborative medium, so brainstorming would be used almost constantly. It's incredibly important. Now, I'm not going to pretend to be an expert on communicative studies or like management or anything, but I'll tell you some common things I found when researching this and I'll share with you a few tips on how to brainstorm effectively. First off, listen to every idea. We as humans are really good with coming up ideas as a group, 
I'm part of a sketch comedy group at my school and we, we brainstorm ideas for sketches every other meeting. In about 10 minutes, we filled up a page and a half of ideas. Are they all comedy gold? Definitely not. I didn't say we're good at coming up with good ideas, just a lot. But that's kind of what's important for brainstorming is that it's definitely quantity over quality. You'll pick out the best ones later. It's important to just keep the ideas flowing. But it's also important to listen to every idea and take it seriously, which means letting everyone get a chance to say their piece. As an introvert, this is really important. Extroverts or just people who are more comfortable with speaking up in these kind of group conversations tend to dominate these kinds of brainstorms while introverts stay in the outfield as long as possible. You have to give everyone a chance to talk. Statistically speaking, more ideas emerge from group discussions that include introverts instead of an extroverted dominated discussion because obviously a large selection of opinions are presented. We kind of talked about this in the podcast with Emmy Kibben, um, but the author Susan Kane brought this up in her book, Quiet the Power of Introverts, when she said that an introverted leader in a brainstorm of extroverts is a lot more effective than an extroverted leader in a brainstorm of introverts. Because the brainstorm of extroverts will have a lot more input, thankfully, and the introverted leader will be a better listener to all those ideas because introverts spend a lot more time listening than talking. Number two stay organized. This sounds like a no-brainer, but how many brainstorms have you been in that went off on tangents or just became kind of a conversation or no real conclusion was made? I agree that natural conversations are really important, especially for keeping the energy up, but a structured system within the brainstorm can help maximize that time that people might rather be spending independently. One way to stay organized is to have a main leader or facilitator of the brainstorm. This doesn't have to be strictly stated. In, in fact, I don't recommend walking into a discussion saying, okay, I'm the leader. One tends to naturally emerge as the person who transitions each thought and directs the traffic of the conversation. They don't have to be the loudest or even the brightest. They, they just have to be the one willing to moderate. Mainly, a, a good leader in a brainstorm just simply pays attention to people and notices when someone wants to bring up a thought and keeps the ideas coming. Another person has to be writing as well, either on a whiteboard or a notepad. A person recording the brainstorm's key ideas and possibilities is important, allowing people to relinquish their memory for the sake of entertaining more ideas. The writer also can make charts and help the group understand the big picture of their project with visual representations of the brainstorm. An organized discussion separates a passive conversation from an active brainstorm. There was a method of organizing the brainstorm called the stepladder technique. It was invented in 92 by Stephen Rottelberg, Janet Barnes-Farrell, and Charles Lowe. All you really do basically is you take away all but two people in the group and have them brainstorm the project. Once they come to an agreement, one group member comes in to pitch their idea and compare it to the first two. Once they agree, a fourth person comes in to pitch their ideas and so on. This ensures that everyone has a say on the idea and the first idea is constantly challenged and tested like a hunk of steel getting sharpened and shaped into a usable tool. Lastly, and most importantly, try to keep it constructive. This isn't an idea fight club. You shouldn't have to feel like your ideas are being constantly attacked or struck down. 
Conversely, if someone doesn't seem to have a strong idea, don't tell them why they're wrong. Just try to improve upon the idea. That's the constructive part of the constructive criticism. When offering alternatives, don't say that's not gonna work or I have a better idea. Just start with the positive parts of the idea that's worth keeping. Like saying, I do like that approach, but I think that we could try in so-and-so. Just offer up a change to the idea. Don't say that the idea is bad, explain why. I'm not sure that we'd have enough time is a valid excuse, for instance. Simple ways to soften the blow of a rejected idea. We like our ideas and we want to protect them. We feel bad when someone snaps them right in front of us. It's like our own little piece of art. A little bit of empathy and understanding can go a long way. It doesn't scare new ideas from forming and it keeps the brainstorm positive and therefore productive. So that's my basic three tips. Maybe not the most exciting artistic stuff, but hopefully it'll help ideas in a group. A lot of art is collaborative. It would be nice to sit in an attic and paint something for a while, which I'm sure a lot of people do, but there are a lot of other human beings in the world and we need their help. Offering up some of their ideas and building them together in a brainstorm is a very important tool to try to unify a project and usually improve upon it. So that's all I got. Thanks very much for listening. Sorry about all the traffic. I'm going <laughs> to get a better uh, recording setup and hopefully get some soundproof walls. Uh, but this is sort of a, a surrogate um, recording setup. Thank you very much for listening. It's kind of a shorter episode today. Plenty more on the way. I'm currently at an art school right now, so hopefully there will be a lot of aspiring artists that will be on the show that talk about what they want to do here and uh, maybe some useful tips. So... I'll get that around as soon as possible, and I will see you guys on the next one. If you're in uh, Florence's territory, stay dry. Mm.